0: Welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 32. Today I'm joined by Noni, who is married and lives in the UK. She's the founder of On Infertility. She has a blog, social media accounts, and also a podcast to create awareness about infertility. She'll be sharing her journey with us today. So welcome, Noni, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ola. I'm really happy
0: to be here. Yay, thank you. So (laughs) to start start off, we always say, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so
1: um, I'm Noni, and I am Zimbabwean. Well, I'm from Zimbabwe. I live in the UK now with my Nigerian husband. Um, hey. I Yeah. So we're, <laughs> so we're family. Yes,
0: it. we are. <laughs> our, our wife. <laughs> yes.
1: So, yeah, well, um, I know the lingo now. I love so, it. Um, so, yeah. So I started on fertility um, when I start just before I started IVF and I realized that there was uh, a space for black women to speak about their their experiences and i also just wanted to demystify the mm-hmm. process of ivf because i think people have the wrong idea yeah. um aside from that i i love reading i love bridgerton <laughs> ah, yes you and <laughs> i like, both <enable>. like, yeah <laughs> um and i am an i'm an office manager in the uk working for um on child labor modern slavery type of projects oh, wow amazing yeah so um but yeah that's a little bit about me and i'm i'm 31 i don't know if i'm 30 am i 31 or yeah, sure?
0: 32
1: <laughs> <I just, laughs> you know after 30 it's like a blur it's like, i know yeah. right <laughs>
0: early
1: 30s that's what we
0: we'll call it exactly yeah. yeah i love those ones like the 35 to this yeah, yeah, yeah. surveys <laughs> perfect thank you and how did you and your husband meet Oh yeah, so that's your Nigerian husbands. husbands. <laughs> yes, so. my Oga. Um, yes,
1: <laughs> we met online actually. Wow. Yeah, and um, he likes telling the story because he thinks I hunted him down. Which I mean, whatever. There? Well, <laughs> so I joined this this e-harmony website, um, this dating website, and it was like a free weekend. And I was like, yeah. If nothing happens during the weekend, then I'm definitely deleting this app. Anyway, we got matched within that weekend. But by the time um, we wanted to start talking, obviously the weekend was over. And I was like, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> so I found him on on, on LinkedIn, <laughs> and then I messaged him and I said, if you want to continue the conversation, <laughs> you can you can call me on this number. And you know, bearing in mind, I didn't even think like, oh, I really want this guy at the time. I was just like, you know what. We got matched and eHarmony is very detailed in terms of like your values and how it matches you. Wow. So I thought there must be something to explore because it was because eHarmony matched us based on all of this information I gave them. Hmm. And so he rang me and yeah, that was it. And that was the only person I spoke to online or interacted with online. And then it was just like, we would each other forever. Wow. Essentially. It was just nice. He's just, he's like my, he's like my best friend, really.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that was that's how we met. Wow, where to go, Yamuni. I'm gonna yeah. check that out. I'm mm-hmm.
1: always telling people to, to check it out, but people are like, oh no, I'm not sure.
0: People yeah. want to
1: use like the the shallow ones, and then they don't want to use <laughs> <the> harmony.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds amazing, though. You know, because I think even with uh, black people and Africans, what you know, we just yeah. need to explore other options, other things Absolutely. from the regular. Like? yeah and I wasn't meeting uh people that's the thing
1: I think in the UK sometimes it can, you can go to work and come back and even if you go to parties or whatever you know nothing really materializes yeah. and I knew that I wanted something meaningful
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I was like I'm gonna go online and say what I want and hopefully if somebody engages with me they know what I want you know I just wanted to be very black and white yeah and so that's why I went online and I was 25 at the time as well so I I felt like I was quite young to go on, online but no, um, he was. Too.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm going to tell my younger brother. I had a younger brother in the UK. Oh yeah, I he needs too. a wife. Yeah, so. To... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. And um, was there a particular time that you knew you wanted to be a mom? Since we're going to be talking about fertility today.
1: Always, I think. um I think growing up as, as, as an African, uh, I don't know whether this is true for Nigeria, but certainly in Zimbabwe is that you're kind of raised to be maternal. Yeah. So even with your little cousins and I've got two younger sisters as well. So I just feel like in that sense, like life is just it, that's been the, the norm to me is yeah. that, you know, one day you're going to be a mother. And I remember being 14 and thinking that, oh, I really want to have children. And I didn't mean then I just meant I'm really looking forward to being a mother so I think Mm -hmm. I've always I've always just been maternal and it's funny everywhere I've ever been like whether I was volunteering in a different country or traveling I'll meet strangers and they were like you're like they they always mention my maternal instincts Mm -hmm. you know even if they've not known me for that long so I think it's always been in my nature and as I was when I was younger I didn't I didn't realize those are maternal instincts as I as I get older I, I realize now so I think I've always wanted to be and then obviously meeting my husband it just solidifies that you, you actually want to bring someone into the world with somebody yeah um and we both want children so
0: that's wonderful mm. yeah, I hope you can get your desires some very soon some... thank you so much um, so let's talk about that. I Like you just like you said, you both want to have kids. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about your journey so far?
1: Yeah, sure. So
0: um, I remember it so vividly. It was January 2017.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was in, I was in South Africa at the time visiting family. Mm-hmm. And I called my husband and I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to have kids. And he was, wow. just so, uh, okay. was like, okay, we'll okay. Um, and then because I think before I'd always said to my husband oh no I really want to live my life I really want to do this Mm -hmm. and that I just you know I don't want to I don't want to have kids yet because I really want to travel blah 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 and then I I I was away and I just like being away or traveling it wasn't giving me the the joy anymore I suppose and so I just thought you know I'm actually ready for the next step and at the time we weren't we weren't married He hadn't proposed yet
0: but we were living together
1: so also wow. we moved in together after four, after four months good for you <laughs> yeah yeah so I was just like yeah because also before like years before I didn't want to get married I knew I wanted to be a mother but I didn't want to get married
0: hmm. so even when I met my husband at the beginning I didn't
1: want to get married so I knew that the next step for us was well, in my mind the next step for us was we're gonna have a baby because I don't want to get married obviously that's changed over time you know you grow up out of these things (laughs) (laughs) did you tell him that at the time did I tell him yeah that you didn't want to yeah he knew that yeah okay and I think he was also like yeah do we need to get married yeah you know uh." so we were kind of in limbo the
0: both of us okay cool so
1: January 2017 I I rang him from South Africa and I was like yeah I think I'm over this like enjoying my life for my life's sake." (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to do the next bit and at the time I had the coil in Um, so Uh, then I said when I come back home I'm going to get the coil taken out and I did um, in January when I got back and then we I would say that the first year because maybe I didn't really know much about how to chart and all of those things I was still learning my body I'm like okay when am I fertile and because I have an irregular cycle it's really difficult for me to figure out I mean, I have an app and I used to put in the dates and stuff and it say you're fertile this week. But I think because I'm so irregular, I was like, oh, it's probably t- telling me the wrong week. So, um, but I was very relaxed about it the first year. So we we're just using all these different apps to chart my um, my ovulation week and all of those things. So then we got into 2018 um, and then my husband actually proposed in 2018 uh, and then we got no no sorry my husband proposed in 2017 so later six months later after I said what happening? <laughs> uh, and then yeah when that happened anyway my whole I think I changed a lot of my thinking because when you start to have kids you do start to think more about security and you know giving your family uh, a life a different kind of life so anyway 2018 came, we had our wedding in 2018. So I was kind of preoccupied with that as well, but I was still buying all these gadgets. There's so many trying to conceive gadgets out there. Um, I bought a thermometer where you check your temperature in oh, the wow. morning. I bought this thing called RV sense. Um, okay. and you put it inside
0: okay. like
1: your vagina basically throughout oh, okay. the night and it and it checks your temperature like every hour, I think. And then it gives you an average in the morning. And that was basically, say that again
0: was that comfortable yeah no very good oh okay
1: it's it's it was more comfortable to me than wearing a tampon oh I don't goodness. know why but it was um and then anyway the whole idea is to get your your temperature every morning and find the most fertile time that mm-hmm. you yeah so I used everything I bought books about how to uh figure out how fertile when I'm fertile loads of things basically I tried everything so this was 2018 and then 2019 came and I realized, oh my gosh, like nothing's happened. This is a bit strange. Um, and then I kind of thought, you know, what? I'm going to stop using all these tools that I was using. And I'm going to just stop for a bit and, and see what happens. Anyway, in the time that I was not using anything, I got this really painful, like pelvic pain, like out of nowhere in the night. I couldn't I literally couldn't move and I was trying to go down the stairs so we could go to A&E and I I, my husband literally had to hold me and I don't it was just so random this pain in my pelvic area anyway we got to the hospital Um, I had to be admitted Really? so no it happened the first time and then we got to the hospital and then it just took so long to be seen that I actually got better whilst I was in the waiting room and then I went home I was like maybe it was just a one-off two days later it happened again and I thought, there's something going on here. I have got. I have to go in and just wait. Anyway, the second time I got admitted into, hosp- into hospital and then I had to stay the night um, because there wasn't any doctors at the time that I went in and they were like, someone has to see you in the morning. Let's just do tests for now. So I stayed there. The pain was still there. They gave me painkillers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the nurse who was looking after me, she came and she was like, Oh, okay, so um, how old are you, blah, blah, blah. And I told her, and she was like, are you pregnant by any chance? And I was like, um, no, but we're trying. And she's like, okay, so how long have you been trying? And then I just casually said two and a half years. It was two and a half years at that point. Um, and she was like, she didn't say anything, but her face said it all, basically. She was like, okay. But then she said, oh, okay, um, that's mm. fine. I'm just asking you these questions. Anyway, so her face was different, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. I left it. And then the day I was leaving the hospital, so they found nothing. They did an ultrasound. They found nothing at all. Nothing was happening. But the seven days before that, I'd been ble- I'd been spotting, and I've never spotted for seven days, so I don't know what it was. But anyway, it's still a mystery up to now. But
0: oh.
1: when I left the hospital, when I was leaving, the nurse was like, "Yeah, so I've referred you to gynecology because maybe they can find what happened, but also for you to um, start with your fertility investigations." And I was like, "Oh okay." And then she was like, "Yeah, two and a half years is a bit of a long time to have been wait to have waited to see someone, so I think you should just start investigations anyway and see what they find." I was like, Okay, cool, that's fine. So that's how the whole thing started now I went to do so many blood tests, and they went in with the I forgot what it's called now the wand <laughs> <laughs> yeah to check everything was fine in there and everything came back fine that I'm okay but obviously my my cycle is very irregular so sometimes I can go from I can go for like 56 days without my period or sometimes it's 30 days so it's just very different Mm. so then they were okay so nothing's wrong with you particularly so let's look at your husband and then he did some tests um and at this time also I wasn't even thinking that it's anything to do with him I was like it's definitely me it's my regular cycle this you know all whatever pain got me into hospital maybe it's got something to do with that I was blaming myself basically yeah anyway so we had the test for my husband and we went to see our GP and she was like unfortunately it's not really good it's not looking good your sperm's not um not looking good at all but that would make sense because you are a dialysis patient. Like, he's been a dialysis... His kidneys failed when he was much, much younger. And he's been a dialysis patient for, like, 12 years now. And dialysis can affect um, sperm. A lot of things can, expect, can ex- uh, affect sperm quality for men. Like, even if they're sick with the flu, it can affect, you know, for that time. Yeah. So anything that's not functioning well can affect sperm quality. So his sperm was... was um, yeah, was greatly affected due to over 10 years of dialysis. So she was like, your only option is IVF. There's no other, the, the gynecologist, when we eventually saw him, was like, your chances of spontaneous conception are very low, like almost non-existent. So we have to do IVF.
0: Wow.
1: But we think with IVF and ICSI in particular, where they inject his sperm into my egg, that we will definitely be able to, to achieve pregnancy, so he was quite confident that with that, we would. So we were like, Okay, cool, uh, let's do this, you know. Yeah. And that, that by the time we started IVF, it'd been three years, so, uh, but then obviously, when we started the investigations, we really stopped trying naturally. We obviously were still enjoying sex, but mm-hmm. uh, we weren't thinking this is going to give us a baby. Um, so yeah, then we started IVF in January 2020. Uh, had our first cycle, which was unsuccessful, and had another one in December last year, which was unsuccessful as well. So we've had two IVF transfer uh, embryo transfers, and we are hoping to start another one soon. But that's where we are to now. A bit long-winded.
0: <laughs> no, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm sorry about the transfers; thank they were you. not successful. Because I think many times when you do a transfer, you you already have so many hopes, right? And people, yeah. Have- you're already uh, pregnant until proven otherwise so that yeah. whole mindset um
1: I find that quite difficult very painful. That yeah you have to consider yourself as pregnant and then you find out actually there's nothing it's really strange yeah. I think their language is a bit uh, yeah but anyway
0: uh, I like guess they want you to be careful during those two weeks exactly mm. and, and then if it's not so you're like whoa well, then what happened to why didn't yeah you? You
1: have yeah all these questions yeah
0: you do you do you really do
1: and for me especially the second one it felt so perfect like I had acupuncture so my I was so relaxed and because it was the second time I wasn't as anxious like the first time I cried throughout most of the processes because I was just so it was so foreign to me what was happening and and it was very strange and you know but the second time I was like I've been here before the injections I even went through those really fine I wasn't bothered at all And I did acupuncture. My body responded to the medication really well. My uterus lining was almost double the required amount. And I just thought, this is it. This is perfect. You know, it was, I didn't feel sick at all that cycle from the meds. And I thought, this is, this is it. And then obviously it doesn't work. So then you think, what else can I do? And I took really expensive, not really expensive, but so much more expensive um, supplements as well, which really helped. But then I was like, I did everything. I did everything I was supposed to do. So why has it not worked?
0: You know. Yeah, that's so frustrating, isn't it? Because it is. What's gonna change next time? Are you gonna do further investigations to see?
1: Yes. So this time, um, actually, I've actually done some bloods. So they want to check whether I've got um, antibodies, right? uh, That uh, I think they that encourage clotting
0: yeah and
1: they're going to check thyroid function and there's a few other like immunology type things yeah that they're going to check but they've also suggested that if you want to do because we're with the NHS in the UK so okay if you want to do more extensive investigations then we have to pay but I think we'd be willing to do that if it if it helps so we're just exploring what else we can do but we want to wait for the bloods first because that might be an indication
0: okay And with NHS, how many cycles do they cover? Okay, so we got three. They don't always cover three. So it's in three,
1: you get three egg collections. That makes sense. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So we're still in our first cycle. That makes sense. Our first, we've only had one egg collection. Mm -hmm. And we um, we had 10 embryos from that. So we're still going through those. Oh, that's really good. Sometimes but we're very lucky know, because not I know right? in the UK gets because I've spoken to so many, I've, I've not heard anybody else who's got three unless they live up north because we live up north um. and for some reason down south or even Midlands they don't get that many.
0: Um. I don't know why though. Well, I'll keep that in mind, that's what you got to do. Move to, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cycles, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Well, that's good though because I mean, in Nigeria, there we don't have any, uh. Insurance, so for many people, if they can't afford it, that's it. They just. Yeah, I remember feeling quite upset about that
1: before when I realized because I was speaking to my friend in South Africa and she was like, "Yeah, if you can't afford it, then basically, you can't." And imagine being in that situation. And I felt so guilty. (laughs) <laughs> mm. that i lived in a country where i'm you know offering it for free and also that even if we had to pay for it we we might be able to do that anyway but other people
0: exactly.
1: yeah can't even do that and wanting a baby and then realizing finance
0: is your barrier that's that's hard it is that's really hard and for so some i'm people, grateful yeah. grateful yeah. and for some people it's just even testing right because it might be mm. can easily be fixed yeah exactly even... yeah yeah so exactly yeah Hope that in the near future things will change in uh, yes
1: yes yeah. but I think you have to do things like I don't know if you know the, the girl in the UK who started a petition to oh. um there was oh, this yeah. it was against um what was it for no it was for so in Peterborough apparently they took away the um fertility services Okay. Uh, the NHS there don't offer fertility treatment at all, so you'd have to go oh. to another place. So anyway, she started this petition to to stop all this, um, like uh, postcode,
0: fertility. Yeah, yourself, yeah. yeah,
1: and anyway, she loads of people signed this petition, and in Peterborough now they are actually looking at whether they will include fertility services in their in their whatever next in their offerings next year, this year actually. So okay. I think it's obviously different countries operate differently in the uk you can do certain things and the and the government will listen or the commissioning bodies will listen mm-hmm. um but i think sometimes you have to apply pressure to yeah. the people concerned yeah. to get the change because they're not really thinking of you if you think about the fact that a lot of them are men making exactly, these decisions right? they're not thinking about
0: the woman who can't or who's struggling to have children you know yeah so true
1: so we need mm. to get
0: conversations going, and hopefully,
1: yes, raising awareness,
0: some change. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so far, in your journey, so far, have you found a lot of support from family and friends? Um, other-
1: our immediate family has been good. I think, uh, um, I think they've been good in the sense that they've been there. They don't understand everything, and that's it's fair, but they're definitely there, and they ask you know they ask about how things are going and, and all of those things um but we've also I think the second time especially we were also a bit more we held back a bit more about how much mm-hmm. we were telling them because it, it after the first failure, it was so hard to speak to everybody mm-hmm. and tell them it didn't work or or they wanted to call you because they found that it didn't work and then you have to speak to people and you're not feeling great yourself and you have to have this conversation and it was just like so this time we We didn't really say when it was happening, but we said we were, you know, in treatment, but didn't really say. But they've been good. Our immediate family has been really good. Um, To be honest, the thing that's been uh, revolutionary for me in terms of uh, feeling seen and represented is is online on Instagram. So many women, so many women are going through this and they're talking about it and they will send you messages and if, if you even if I ask a random question about oh is this meant to happen after IVF someone yeah. will, a few people will message me and say oh yeah Han, look at this look at that and you know just being able to speak to people who've been through it who understand mm-hmm. it because it's so hard for people who are not who've never been through IVF to understand Exactly, it's very difficult and so you could be speaking a different language as far as they're concerned, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah, so and and I, that's why I met people like you, and just seeing myself in in some of these stories and and people who look like me, it's been so it's so powerful, and I don't feel as alone as I as I did, you know, before I started um,
0: talking about this. Yeah. So yeah. And. Why did you start talking about this? Because, you know, I mean, in the UK, you're one of the very few Black people. Mm. Why, why did it, what made you? Oh, like, it was so
1: lonely. I can't tell you how many times I cried before I, before I came out with my story because I, I was so confused. And then I was like, no one else, I've never known, I don't know anyone who's done IVF in my family or friendship groups or I've never heard of IVF, any Black person. And I was just so like... How how is it possible that I'm the only person that's yeah. going through this? And it just felt really lonely. And I just, I, it was the frustration more that was getting to me and just being so confused and not being able to ask somebody because nobody really gets it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: just thought I have to, so I looked online and I did find um, a lot of, um, there's quite a few black Americans who are blogging about this stuff.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but I didn't really find uh blacks in the uk except one one girl vanessa hay and she's she's got a baby now oh great through ivf so she did done like a sky article that i came across and then i, I connected with on instagram but it opened my world into other people all over the world who were talking about this um but yeah so i just i felt like well there's i've not seen a space for a black space for women who are who are not mothers yet Right. but are going through it, you know, because I think a lot of people do wait until they have the child. And then oh, yes. they, they talk about it in hindsight, which is fine. And I completely get why they do that. Because there has been moments in this where I felt like I should have waited until, you know, but then I, I, I really felt like I needed to create the space that I was looking for, right, which is right. right now, you're going through it right now. You need to, to see yourself in other stories. And so that's, that's really why I decided to to start blogging with my story. And when I when I did, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to create this platform. I was just like, I'm going to tell my story. And I hope I will connect with other people who are also telling their stories. That was just my hope for it. But it's opened up my world into like, you know, like I said, meeting so many wonderful people like you and stuff. But yeah, I just felt so strongly about uh, creating that space for somebody, even if it was creating for myself. But I hope, I said I hope somebody resonates with this, because we need we need a right now space and not yeah. a in hindsight space, which I, I find them very useful. But it, I can't always relate to those because you you know if someone's got their child already or they decided they're not going to do it anymore, that's not where I am now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Well, well said, and I really love the fact that you talked about um, supporting the people that are currently. yeah right Mm. because again like you said usually you find those stories that tell you you know this i waited five years i waited 10 years and now i have this and that and they're Mm. wonderful right because he tells you that you know it is possible it's possible yeah Yeah. but of course like you rightfully said you do one you need those stories as well that how are you living while we Mm. right because again Mm. tell you when i was waiting i was doing this and i was doing that and i kept my life going but mm. it's better it's it's nicer if you yeah. can see the person living that life now exactly and you can say well okay yes i knew her two years ago while she was waiting she she's living right so you can actually yes. see in them right now you
1: can, you can. Yeah.
0: exactly exactly so.
1: and like, it's so important to have that
0: definitely yeah. So yeah it's wonderful that you started because again like I said you're one of the very few black people in the UK and you know many times we uh, when I say things are not happening in Nigeria I'm like well it's because we're in Nigeria so it's interesting to find that mm-hmm. even when we as Nigerians or, all, or other Africans like yourself go on mm-hmm. to other places sometimes we'll still carry on our reservations even to this other mm-hmm. place, right mm-hmm. we're, still, mm-hmm. we're still um yeah, and you know what?
1: My biggest worry, and it sounds silly now saying it, but I was like, my biggest worry was people talking about me. Yeah, and I but was
0: it like, big. it is a big, a big
1: worry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh well, I don't really want my friends to talk about me, or especially the ones who had kids already, and um, or are married or got married and had kids within that first year. I was like, I, and I, I, and I also even up to now, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. Oh,
0: yeah, That's not yeah. what
1: I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was my I had to swallow that but that was my biggest thing like oh man because I, I know black people god I was <laughs> like I really I don't want to be the topic of conversation but then I thought <laughs> if I own my own story even if they're talking about I've already told you the story exactly what, right? whatever you say it doesn't already, really matter <laughs> <I> already <laughs> put it there
0: yeah I already put it out there you know what <laughs> I mean? like go on and help me spread it further please by all means <laughs> 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 Love it. That's exactly how we should be, you know, it's mm-hmm. the reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. it's so hard sometimes when you see your friends all having kids, right? You started wondering oh. when I have my kids, who are gonna who are they gonna play with? Yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly.
1: Right? But, it's so it's I know that I think now I'm less triggered by pregnancy announcements, but at the beginning, oh my God. Because I was thinking, well, I'm married. Yeah, I did right. the good girl thing, you know, and I did the and even in my culture, um, I I, th- I think Nigerians do it as well, but yeah, my husband had to pay a bride price
0: for me. Yeah, dowry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dowry. Exactly. So, um, I was like, I did the, you know, the right. I was a good girl. My parents are happy because I did the traditional thing. We've been met. Mar- we're married now. We've got our house. You know, we've done the straight and narrow thing. You know, so yeah. Why is this not happening for me? And yeah, seeing oh. other other friends because once you get to a certain age everybody starts getting married and having kids and just seeing that every time i log onto instagram at least there'll be someone who say oh yeah you you know pregnant and i was just like how is this happening to other people and not me like it was it's so hard now i'm less triggered by it because i've just accepted that this is my journey Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and yeah so but it's it's really difficult at the beginning especially when you're still I think IVF uh, makes you stronger in that sense because yeah. you, you, you surrender.
0: You have to surrender anyway, yeah. but yeah. I love that, yes, you surrender. You just realize, hey, this is not within my power. No, not at all, not at all. Yeah. And I think the ones that actually used to trigger me initially were the ones that I will say, ah, oh, we ain't even trying. Oh God. I, it was just an accident. Oh, oh my gosh you know I just I didn't even want any more I mean I thinking,
1: yeah
0: are you kidding right now like you must be joking <laughs> but you see the thing is and
1: here's and here's why I'm not triggered anymore because think about if you hadn't been through any of this and you got pregnant within your first year your reality
0: yeah I guess and how
1: you your perspective <laughs> is based on your own reality so why should someone be thinking about me struggling when they didn't you know like yeah there's a there's a um I've become more of a realist in that sense I cannot because before I'd be so triggered I'm like I might not even speak to that girl anymore but then actually (laughs) (laughs) you know but then I'll be like that will show you (laughs) yeah exactly but how can she think like that when that's not her experience it's not fair for me to think to expect her to be mindful that oh she might be announcing because even if you think about the instagram ttc community when people say oh sensitive post or and people have to yeah. say oh, you, can, you can unfollow me if you want you're taking away from someone's moment to just be joyful because they now have to consider i know i know it's it's a sensitive thing to, it's, it's a the right thing to do but i i i always feel quite sad that people have to do that first because that's you've been waiting for this for so long that should be your moment and when you follow someone you should know that eventually at some point they're going to get pregnant so i have a i don't know i have a very um i guess alternative perspective on 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 that now because i just think people are gonna do what's good for them and
0: what's what's real for
1: them you know so
0: yeah i don't know it's hard to explain in words and unless you know, you, you don't know, right? So that's yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps that's why. Yeah, and it is true with the uh, you know sensitive stuff on Instagram. I always wonder about that as well. Like you know, when we all keep trying this different, uh, mm-hmm. treatment, we are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll get to uh, desires, right? And then yeah, and. But I guess it's just because, you know, the community has so many people and different yeah. you know, different, yeah. different, journeys and different parts. And so yeah, it's important yeah. to be mindful. Mindful, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And you also just recently started a podcast. Is that- yes, I did. Good job. Well done. I love it. And Thank so you. you have a blog, the Instagram account, what made you? What was the inspiration behind you starting the podcast?
1: So, um, a number of things. So, for me, I think the blog the blog was good, um, and when I initially started it, I, I, I was making time for it, and it's, it was it was going okay. But I, I also just I think towards um, maybe mid last year I was just struggling to find time to sit down and not so much because the time wasn't there but the time to sit down and reflect on things that were quite painful on mm-hmm. paper I was I was struggling to sit down to do that and I and once I start writing as well like I can go on and on and on and on, on, on and I just felt like um I needed to to change how I was delivering this message because also, I think sometimes you need to hear someone yeah. to, to really to really uh, connect or resonate with somebody. Um, and even like on a spiritual you know level, like hearing someone's voice, there's, there's power in the voice, basically. And I know that not everybody will read something, but probably more people will listen if that makes sense
0: exactly
1: um yeah so I I felt like I wasn't I was struggling to find time to actually write but I also felt like this was more this was going to be more instinctual for me as a person because I like to talk um but I also am more natural I think in rather I'm more vulnerable through speaking than I am on text Right. So obviously with the text, like with you know, a blog post, I can edit it after and say, oh no, I don't want to say that, that's too much. And then I'll edit it. But I find that with that when it was recording, um, almost like I'm talking to my counselor or therapist, it just I'm I'm allow I allow myself more to go to the to those places where I can be vulnerable and where I can be very real. And not to say I was holding back with my blog, but just I felt like I was you think about it more when you're blogging, like, oh, I should change that or you no. Know, blah 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 and I just felt like it was time for for a shift in how I how I deliver the message um yeah it was it was it was a few different things and and the end of the last year as well I just felt like I was quite uh detached from Instagram I just felt like it wasn't I wasn't really getting I wasn't it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do for me and and, and the blog and I don't know whether that was in my mind or whatever, but I just, something wasn't gelling for me. And I just knew I needed to, to switch something, you know, change yeah. my, my method of, of sharing this message. And yeah, I, I felt like the blog wasn't, wasn't enough anymore, I guess.
0: Well, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> Instagram does that, you know, it has its moments. Mm. Yeah. It's great. Sometimes they're like, uh, I need a break. Some yeah day. yeah
1: and I did take a break yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Well, you're an excellent writer I love your writing so thank you definitely all blessed by it so keep doing it um thank you but I think the podcast is actually really great as well because again people can listen to it all over the world they can listen to it while yes they can be washing dishes yes exactly it, right so it seems like you can almost multitask yeah podcast while you're listening to it so mm-hmm. that's, that's it, it. that's the good started, thing right? And yes and keep on the conversations going now i want to talk a little bit about yourself and your husband how would you say this whole experience has impacted you both um or your relationship
1: i think it's um it's been it's been like the first important project that we've we've, we've worked on like generally my husband like we're, we have different strengths so we tend to do things quite separately um but I feel like this has been the one thing where we we have to do it together Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and it's and it's it's opened up communication channels in us that I think we would have never had had we not gone through this um and just and just being like I've I've obviously cried a lot during this process and before like I'm not that I think I'm like macho or anything but I'd always I'd always never want to fall apart in front of people, but like Mm. this process, I just couldn't, there's so many moments I couldn't help it. And I think he's also learned to be like softer with me. Mm. Not that he wasn't before, but I think he's had to adapt to how do I deal with a woman crying so often (laughs) (laughs) when he's not really wired like that way, you know? Yeah, He's he's more of a logical uh, kind of person. So I think he's had to kind of adapt and think about how he can, can be there for me emotionally and it's made me just also um appreciate the 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 gravity of marriage in the sense that whatever you go through is the two of you you know and even the whole idea of infertility because we have male factor into infertility like it's not his issue it's our issue Mm -hmm. and it's just re reaffirmed that in our marriage that whatever it is that we're doing it's 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 together it's not on our own um so I think it's definitely brought us closer and it, and I think it, in many ways it's prepared us for for parenthood this whole joint project I don't know not that a baby's a project but this <laughs> hey <joint venture>. processes <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this, this joint focus on something that you both want you know it's it's really prepared us um for that and it's prepared even me just um being uh And not always just seeing him as you know like the man or the husband and just offering him a soft place as well you know I need it but he also needs it and I think I might not have I wouldn't have been able to see it that way without this process if everything was all fine
0: yeah
1: um so yeah it's it's I think it's allowed us to be to be softer with each other for sure and and just and and listen to each other more and talk to we talk anyway like me and my husband talk for days <laughs> but it's just on that other level you know that painful level and being able to do that as well so yeah
0: wow that's wonderful i love that mm-hmm. i love how you talked about how it's impacted it because i think um for many people i think men as in general but specifically even within african societies mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a male factor in fertility, uh, even if there isn't, you know, you mm. want to get involved in the whole fertility issue, all those things there, everything is perfect. With exactly. Them. They want to find a way to dissociate themselves. Yeah. So to have such a, your husband being supportive of, uh, you know, your journey together, but also being um, speaking out with you and talking about this, it's, it's, it's really huge. So I really mm. want to commend your husband for doing that because I have met a lot of women. Who mm. are dealing with male factor and fertility and the husband is not even willing to? Yeah, yeah, you know, to yeah. Take the next steps. Does it? They don't want to have that conversation at all.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. It's so it's true. I, thing. I am very lucky. I'm, yes.
0: I'm really blessed in that sense. I don't take it for granted at all. Yes, and we need to be hearing him. So it's wonderful that you know he's talking. He's yeah. you Also share the stories because someone else will listen. Someone else will yeah encourage someone else might reach out to you and just say hey you know how are you doing with this and all or, or yeah that's perhaps, true perhaps my husband can speak to your husband and you know just yeah things like yeah. that so it's yeah yeah so well definitely done. thank you I'm
1: hoping to have him um do an, an episode on his own well
0: yeah me, me
1: with him just on okay. his perspective exactly. you know because I think that's an important uh, it is. uh
0: yeah side to, to share It is for men in general, but definitely for men from our cultures. Yes. Definitely. It'll be nice because people just need to hear because again, there are many men dealing with that and they're just not because they've always been told to be macho and whatever the situation is with the culture and society, it's been very hard for them to come to terms and even move forward. So. Yeah and I know situations where the marriage is broken down because yeah. of
1: and you know so I don't take it lightly at all that um, and you know the thing is he doesn't internalize it which that's the one thing that I was I was worried about that what if he starts to internalize is how do I how am I going to be there for him but mm-hmm. he hasn't
0: that's so
1: far he really hasn't and I'm so grateful
0: yeah that's the it's, case. Yeah. It's not his fault. It's no one's fault. You know, exactly. We have to deal with that's it. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. I'm so mm-hmm.
0: glad about that. So and I look forward to hearing this episode with him and sharing it to- you. know what he. So- oh,
1: sorry, the other thing I wanted to mention was um uh what really spurred on the podcast initially. Sorry, right. I, I really right. missed this, was um with you as part of a fertility coalition we um we we held that support group didn't we for pregnancy loss
0: yes we did
1: and um being in that so it was a zoom meeting but being with those women there was there was quite a number of women actually i was very shocked at the turnout but there's women from all over africa and i guess beyond and just be i've never had pregnancy losses but being around women that i felt just like you just saw me and i saw them myself in them and it like it was just a shared experience i I hadn't been in a space that made me feel like that since starting all of this, you know, and I just thought we need, um, I just thought a podcast was a, was a good way to to bring more of that, you know, into the space, these conversations, because people shared their stories and people were, you know, coming back with, oh, maybe you should try this, maybe you should do this. And I just think it's so important to to hear from people who look like you, yeah. or to see people who look like you talking about the things that matter to you. Exactly. And so that support group really just, it's what sparked everything, you know, and then as I was going through these changes about my, how I felt about my blog and Instagram and it just made sense for me to, to, to do that. And I'm, I'm glad I did because it's, I, you know, I've got uh, people like you on it and other women that we've met um, online. So it's great. I'm really excited for it.
0: Yes. Well done. Thank you. Yes. It was a great uh, conversation to have about the pregnancy loss and like you rightfully said to have all those people on there, um, mm. you know, those stories are so important because someone listens, right? Even if it's yeah. you know, a person that listens and says, Hey, all right, it's you not know, just me Yeah. or this is how yeah. that person dealt with it. Maybe I can try that or this exactly. is exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always such a hush hush. conversation like, Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, we need and with anything, you.
1: seeing yourself
0: in another story, with anything mm-hmm. outside of it, it's so powerful. It is. It is. Really we need powerful. to see more Black people just yeah. being, because even when you see, like, I mean, again, for me, because I live in Nigeria, all the adverts I see for IVF are obviously Black people. Oh, yeah. Uh, overseas, yeah. when you see anything else outside, it's usually yeah, a white exactly. blonde lady or blonde couple, yeah. like, you know, whatever the case may be. So sometimes yeah. a black person you see that and you think well it must mean that other black people are very fertile anyway right because i'm not seeing exactly these. exactly so it's just me
1: but that's not true and i heard someone actually say oh that stuff is for white people yeah and i was like um okay <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you know that's what they've seen that's all, what they've seen and they it have. makes sense yeah, it yeah really all the magazines everything you see you don't see like yeah people. Is- I do think the clinics here have to do better on that, mm-hmm. to be honest. And that's why I also wrote for the HFEA, which is the governing, yes, the authority. A- but I think they're really trying to do that push towards we need to be connecting with what what is called the BAME community here, Black, Asian and ethnic minority groups, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think they, they're trying to, at least the HFEA is, but the clinics have to follow suit because... Mm-hmm. Everything can't. You have to represent the people that are using your services. Exactly. You, you just have to, and people have to see themselves again in 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 the the imagery. You know. Yes.
0: And even right. when you come into the fertility clinic, you got to see some black people there. You know. Yeah. In yeah. part of that are working for you, right? Because sometimes someone just wants to talk to someone that looks like them and just say, yeah, hey, is this okay you know exactly <laughs> right so. my
1: consultant is actually a mixed race and I was okay. so happy when she um when I when I spoke to her for the first time because I'm telling you I, I, this is so biased but she was so different with me than the other consultants I've spoken to and it was almost like I was talking to like an auntie you yeah. know because I don't know, and I for me, like now I always ask for her. I don't care when she's <laughs> back in the clinic, that's when I'm going to speak to her. <laughs> but it, I, I guess maybe it's a me thing. I just felt more comfortable. But she was also quite um, open and, you know, very much like anything else you want to ask me. And then she was suggesting things, you know, even outside of her medical... She was just she was just talking to me, you know, and really trying to understand things from my perspective as well, which is what I feel that a lot of consultants don't do. They tell you what you need to do, but they don't say, okay, so how do you feel about this? Yeah. So, yeah. So I have
0: her now. And honestly, it's been transformative. I love her amazing and it's important right that you feel very comfortable mm. in your consultant there's so much mm-hmm. going already in the whole mix you need mm-hmm. anything that helps to make you feel comfortable yeah, with the pause, yeah. You know? exactly yeah so, definitely so hopefully our conversations will keep changing things and uh, getting mm-hmm. to uh, be more diverse in their marketing and in their yes as well yes yes indeed so in talking more about this diversity um I know you're from Zimbabwe, but married to um, mm-hmm. our Nigerian brother. Your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you say there's a big difference in how infertility is perceived in different African countries? That's such a good question. Um, I
1: think so. I think the thing about Nigerians is this, um, there's very much expectation of this linear path through mm. life so yeah. you go to uni first you yeah. go to school they pay for you to go to school <laughs> and then you go to uni and then you get married big wedding you know, yes. they support you with all of that and then you must give us some children yeah um and and it, very quickly as well and, and i also <laughs> need, i also need nine months start. exactly from the date of the wedding so i also um and i also feel like it happens this process happens a lot more like for couples much younger than let's say in Zimbabwe yeah I think anyway all Zimbabweans we tend to do the whole marriage thing much later I think
0: oh okay than
1: Nigerians and so for me so this is not a reflection on his family in particular but I think Niger- like I, I've been to parties since we got married and they would be that whole why are you waiting what what's the what's the what's
0: <laughs> the know. hold up
1: you know <laughs> and I'm like oh <laughs> so I think yeah. there is, and I've not really had that from, no, maybe I have had from Zimbabweans, mainly strangers, to be honest. Oh, yeah. that they're like, oh, so you're married and they'll touch my belly and all that. But oh. I, I feel like Ugh. the child having children is, is so much more, um, I, I don't know, there's so much more expectation of it, I think, with yes. Nigerians and there is with Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans want it but Nigerians like expect it yeah
0: that they expect sense. and demand it demand it.
1: because then it was like what like, else, else, else is there what yeah. else are
0: you going to do Not <laughs> not <laughs> getting any younger you know I mean, exactly. <laughs> didn't you see your mates <laughs> exactly
1: you know so, 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 so I think I think that's the main difference um uh, I'm trying to think I would say it's about when, uh um for me the moments i found that they've it was more involved that had an issue with me talking about it uh oh. based on this whole and i, I think it's in nigeria it's the same oh no no we can't you know, like you can't be talking about this it's taboo yeah. and um because even even like to, to a certain extent my mom initially was just like it because to her it's, she thinks it's a reflection of her
0: uh, oh yeah do you know what i mean like
1: better. oh but then people will be saying things and then it's me and, and but it's like yeah. it's nothing to do with you hon. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, but but that's how that's how it's very much about how people perceive you and yeah. your family, and I think it's the same at night.
0: Yes, it so is. So I
1: felt like there's been more, almost shock, really, from Zimbabweans that I'm doing this, rather than. But maybe because I, I also know more Zimbabweans than I know Nigerians, so maybe that's that's the reason.
0: Interesting. It's good to mm-hmm. see what our differences are, but like you rightfully said, yeah, children are a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. and marriage why, is a big deal
0: children well yeah yes. everything is a big deal everything is exactly planned. because even when you have the the child they'll ask you for the sibling and then exactly like, oh, you know, there's always this is what you should be doing now
1: yeah, yeah 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 no it's
0: true yeah so it's interesting but what about between african countries or blacks in comparison to whites or asian mm. or other cultures? Mm. I mean, there's a Big difference in how. If talking- you know, I've I've thought about this a lot because
1: when I was, um, especially when I was thinking about the podcast, because I did want it to be for Black women,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I I was thinking, well, what are my reasons for this? And I was saying, well, the cultural, the cultural aspect, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, why people feel the same, yeah, about the cultural, you know, their cultural aspect and all that. So I was trying to think, so well, what is the difference? Yeah. Um, but I think for me the the, the key thing is that white, our white counterparts, I feel, have have, with anything, whether it's fertility or not, have more freedom to live outside those expectations than we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, an example I guess is if you go back to the dowry thing, that's not something I could have I could have not done it really but then then I don't have my family's blessing then it's just it's just a strange way to start a marriage
0: yeah. and all of
1: those things but I feel like with our white counterparts if if they didn't want to do something like that or they didn't want to do something to do with their wedding or whatever they they might be able to get away with it and it's, it doesn't affect everything I don't know I, I don't want to I don't want to trivialize the experience but I'm I think for me it's it's maybe it's in our mind also that we feel that we don't have freedom to to live outside of those expectations. Maybe it is in our, men, our mind and how we've been raised and all of that stuff. But I think that it's more liberal here generally in the UK, let's say, um, for our, in terms of how they live and all of that stuff. It's not as liberal for us as Africans in our countries. No. And so I think the weight of, of, of living against the grain, yeah. from, at least I think it's it's, it's bigger
0: yes it is. I could be wrong no I think so it is for sure because again society and culture play such a huge role yeah, yeah. As much as you want to be different you want to say hey this is not how I'm gonna do it yeah You're always thinking about okay all right I can try to be different but not too different or exactly. you know try to find the right balance
1: <laughs> so yeah. people
0: can say, hey what's going on here yeah.
1: yeah and if you think about like in for our white counterparts the families is the nuclear family
0: yes exactly. our families
1: yeah. is like yes, uh, yes. I don't know how many people even. everybody exactly so you saying like let's say if I said I'm not going to do bride price, it's not just my mother it's yeah. her sisters it's my grandmother
0: it's yeah. then my dad's sister is then
1: my cousin oh what's what example are you setting for your little so yeah. it's like a ripple thing. It goes yeah. on and on. It's not just, I'm disappointed in my mom and dad, who, because they love me, will forgive me. No, yeah. it's everyone else. Yes. The wider exactly. community. Yes. So I think that's the difference for it me. It is.
0: It is actually, yeah. now that you're mm. that. It is. The, it mm. is true, like the, the village, it takes the village to raise a Yes, town. That's how it is. Yes. Like. Yes. Exactly. Everybody's, uh, everybody has a say.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone said to me, if you want to get one of my friends, she's like, Well, uh, noni, if you ever want to get divorced, you should invite all the people that you invited <laughs> to your
0: wedding. I know, and you must tell them <laughs> that's what they say, right? So, I, by the time you're done, it's before like, you even get halfway, you're like, Okay, never mind,
1: never mind. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's the expectation, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, it's crazy, but so
1: it's not just your mom and dad, you need to know, so, yeah,
0: it's everybody. Yeah exactly everybody wow interesting Mm. but you know funny enough when i've listened to like asian like some ladies the asian ladies with their Mm podcasts or some experiences some of them seem quite similar very similar yeah they'll say back home i'm thinking wow that's interesting yeah very similar yeah yeah. but
1: they're all about extended families as well
0: yes maybe that's exactly that's it yeah that's it Mm -hmm. everybody plays a role yeah exactly literally yeah so now, knowing all you know, Noni, if you could go mm-hmm. back in time to I don't know, uh, eight years ago, ten years ago, mm-hmm. what would you tell your younger self? Oh gosh! Wow! Lives, that's, you know? a, that's a really good one. Mm. Ah,
1: I would say that um, you're going to change your mind yeah. on a on a lot of things that you think are hard fast decisions you've made about your life um you're going to change your mind definitely um and I would say that you don't you don't live in a vacuum so the decisions you make about yourself are great yeah wonderful but you live in an environment with other factors happening you know so In that sense, you're not actually in control as much as you think you are. (laughs) It's good to to plan and to to be sure of what you want to do and all of that. But I think I would say be open to life unfolding the way it was always going to unfold, regardless of your choices. Um, Be open to, I guess, God's plans over yours, over your own. Um, And I would say particularly with the the infertility and ivf thing i would say that um you'll get there it, this is probably going to be the longest ride or whatever it is but you're going to get your hearts desires and it might not look the way that you think you know it but you'll get them
0: you will get there wow well <laughs> i love it thank you thank you so much and is there any one quote or word of affirmation that has helped you in navigating your journey so far?
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it's, it's Black Girl Joy.
0: <laughs> if <laughs> yes. you know me. <laughs> I've been seeing those videos. I love it.
1: <laughs> if anyone knows me, they'll know that I love to move. I don't, I'm not saying that I can dance, but uh, oh, I, can. Love, I just love music. I love moving my body. There's something quite freeing. Mm. and like i forget trust me i completely forget my own life when i'm just you know in the in the music and and so for me uh harnessing and tapping into my and maintaining my black girl joy Mm -hmm. has been crucial absolutely crucial in this process because i think so joy is like the extreme of what i some of the feelings i i joy is the other end of of the spectrum and so i must always try to 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 pull myself there if I need to but tap into it and I have to find balance so I can't always be in the dark so I should try and always seek the light the joy you know and all those things so for me black girl joy um and there's a quote that says uh black girls have a ravenous appetite for joy despite all the pain yes and that stayed with me because it's like wow it's so true if you think about just outside of fertility black women have suffered man like it's not Uh. even a joke and but yet we still are like our appetite for joy is mad on the same level it's just crazy so it reminds me that I'm capable of of still feeling joy even through all of the pain I'm capable of still feeling in the first place other things good things so yeah black old joy and and our ravenous appetite for joy is um is what's really kept me
0: going yes beautiful well said and i love your videos i remember actually had <laughs> one in my mind right now the one with the hat yeah. <laughs> they had on the white top and yeah it was beautiful so thank you so much so thank lovely. you yes and i i'm sure i watched that like five or six times i just kept on replaying it no oh, really thank beautiful. you thank <laughs> you we've got to we've got to dance yes we have to and I, yes and music you know it's, music like you said, yeah. It. yeah it's, it's beautiful yeah and as a wrap-up any words of encouragement for other couples dealing with infertility
1: Mm, um I would say um I would say first thing I'd say no try anyway to learn your body that's the one thing that I've learned in this process I didn't know my body at all um but learn your body in terms of the different if you're feeling like twinges different things um one of the things that Natalie actually suggested to me yesterday was a journal. So if you're trying to conceive, just have a little notebook or even on your phone, just note certain things that happen, especially if they happen often. Yeah. So like now I know when I'm ovulating now, I never used to sense that in my body, but I know now I can feel it. Um, so know your body, but know also certain things that your body can't take or shouldn't take because you can, when you go in for, investigations or consultations you kind of go in with a sense of self with a sense of you know I know my body yeah so you can tell me things but this is a discussion so that's that's the second thing also um have a discussion with your whether it's your GP your consultant or whatever it is um don't leave everything I would say don't leave everything to science in the sense that don't leave everything to the medical professionals yeah you also should have a, have a role to play but also you god does god as is playing the role (laughs) yes Um, so don't leave everything to science in the sense that oh it's IVF you know that's it give praise to god for the opportunity you know um and and put everything to him also you might not always feel like praying and trust me you don't but there is a big there is a promise on over your life you know so don't leave everything to 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 apps to gadgets to uh you know your doctor or whatever and seek support find your people find your tribe definitely find your tribe people that whether whatever is important to you whether it's people that look like you people that are in your country people that are in your 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 city or whatever it is find your tribe and uh use 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 your tribe to to just to cre- have a safe space because that safe spaces matter that's in this journey um and yeah speak to each other as a couple definitely speak to each other communicate it's not going to be it's going to be weird the first couple of times but it gets easier the minute you get into the rhythm of it so um but yeah i think i think be if you if if you want it then believe it it's going to happen it's going to happen and for me, that's why I just tell myself that my desire to be a mother is too strong for nothing to happen. That's not possible in my mind. That's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, speak to your body, speak to yourselves, you know, just just do the things that make you and your body well, you know, and 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 do your part and then let
0: everything else take take, you know, take space or take place rather.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think well mm-hmm. thank you so much Nani thank you thank, thank you, you so much. much for sharing your journey for sharing so much wisdom for sharing sharing your beautiful relationship with us and thank you know you. what you've been all been able to accomplish so far uh I hope that 2021 will bring you closer to your mm-hmm. dreams thank you look back in hindsight and then you know Even have conversations about fertility and infertility. So thank you so much. It's been a blessing having you here. And I'm sure everyone listening has been blessed by you. If you just want to say again how people can reach you, if they want to connect with you on uh, Instagram or social media, please share with us.
1: Sure. So um, you can catch me on Instagram at unfertility. That's U-N fertility. And my blog, unfertility.com. And my podcast is called Unfertility, and you can listen to it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.
0: Wonderful. We'll all be reaching out and listening and continuing to follow your journey. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. you for this. And we the look forward to having you created. again in the near future. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.